0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Engage podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today we are back to doing our annual yearly season reviews. And this time we're starting, uh, obviously, doing uh, moving on to our next uh, Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine, or DS9 for short. And obviously we'll be starting back from the beginning, which will be season one. So, and
1: there's a bit of synergy as well because it's the 30th anniversary this year because it premiered in the USA on the 3rd of January 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want a really shorter version, I'd recommend checking out Janelle Waz's video on YouTube, but it'll be in the blurb as well. Yeah, um, the other interesting tidbit about this era is season one is the same time as TNG season
0: six that's right yeah yeah and I think uh Voyager I think was season I think that's like season one of that was season three of DS9 wasn't it I think something like that yeah yeah so yeah just just to keep track but that obviously that works out because we actually do have a bit in the first season a couple of crossovers from TNG into DS9 so yeah it's um all, obviously all that going on as well but uh yeah it's obviously we're still obviously it's not only 19 episodes which is quite lovely because obviously it's been a couple of years since we've done this and going back into it it's kind of I think for for both of us it was kind of it was a little bit challenging wasn't it because we haven't done this in a while and and as I think you said to me before so I said oh you're going back to the beginning again aren't you starting all over again
1: well yeah it's it's harder because you have to rather than reflect back because we we're doing with next year now it's kind of you have to kind of go impacts forward again which is what I got out of the habit of doing yeah. that's primarily what helps me decide what I'm choosing yeah and actually I've gone a bit OTT this year with kind of candidates mm. I've got I think nine. Oh my so god like
0: half half the season wow yeah I think for me it was uh, I went for, I think I've picked about five overall um, and again, we we have the same kind of criteria that like we do. Normally, it's like, sometimes it can be like the impact going forward the episode has, or if it's just one we really really enjoy, or it could be a combination of the two.
1: Now, the audience may not know this, we have already done this once, way yes. back when, yeah. in twenty twelve, part of our lost files, and they all learned. And if you've been a long time listener, you have heard it way back when. You would heard snippets days. of it in some of our yearbooks probably one of our early first few and we will touch on those because i think they are kind of the main of the podcast and we will touch upon those when we get to those certain episodes because they're later on yeah we've we've done this before
0: hmm. the thing is obviously the thing is obviously you know We'll touch upon it, but obviously that was we were different obviously a bit different back then so we're we're, we're you know we'll still have a giggle over it but it will be a bit yeah, more. yeah it's, it's
1: 11 years ago and i think there's there's certainly been growth and we've had a whole show in between now and then so we had a whole next gen so we know what we're doing with the reviews yeah and um, that i can appreciate where i missed it first time round. And I think maybe we should touch on what we went for last time, and whether we and see whether we go for the same thing again. Because
0: I think yeah. going to be interesting. Because you, cause I went for I picked duet. That was my main. That was my favourite episode of season one. And yours was um, in the hands of the prophets, which was uh, obviously the season one finale. But uh, yeah. It's it'll be interesting it said, if we do go for those same ones because I think also you know, obviously I'm really really excited for because obviously DS9 as everyone knows is, is my favourite trick. So uh the well,
1: lynching point I think is yeah. that with emissary, I like I prefer the first half of it, but I can't I don't like the second half. Whereas I don't like the first half of the se- season, but I prefer the second half.
0: Yeah, which I think is quite an interesting uh, re- uh, reflection, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, because that's obviously you know we, you know, and I think going on to DS9, as you say, it's it's the logical next series to actually go to, isn't it? I think for, for our, I said our second series season series review. Um, but you know, I think as a season overall, it's okay. I don't mind it. It's it's not fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's terrible. I, I my it... review is patchy Yeah
1: Because as you'll see with my candidates They're dusted here, there and everywhere
0: hmm. And I think also, I think also with, with this first season Which in a way is kind of a double-edged Short but we both Definitely struggled with the 3M So the morals, messages and meanings
1: Oh that's just early Star Trek yeah. show symptoms Same yeah. thing we have with next gen
0: same thing yeah. we'll
1: probably face with Voyager if and when we go get
0: there yeah so but yeah but in a way it kind of makes it nice weirdly because then there's there's it'll probably make the episodes a bit shorter uh one other thing we also uh, want to mention is we are still splitting this into two parts uh so we'll be doing for so for this for part one we'll be going from obviously reviewing emissary up to episode 10 which is the Nagus.
1: Yeah, Yeah. my point to Jamie was I don't want to cut this off at Move Along Home. I actually want to leave this on a bit of a relatively sensible note and actually just to hell with it with having a slightly longer episode. It's like I could not, like, it's like shooting in the foot, isn't it? If you just kind of go, yeah, so we're going to end on Move Along Home. What are you
0: talking about? It's it's, it's, it's it's it's, It's a very calm, you know, very serious episode. (laughs) <laughs> it's, no, you... I, it's not quite as bad as everyone makes out, but I I just couldn't do that. No, that's fair enough, mate. I, and I, you you mentioned that to me, and I was in complete agreement. So that's not a problem at all. It was I always going to was... be I'm nine sorry or ten. You've... Sorry, yeah. it was always um, going to be nine or ten that we were going to go for, anyways. Midway, so. got sorry, sorry. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> we will probably we're going to struggle through area because we always have the same different ways of doing it so i always do it as two parts james does it in one so we'll struggle through with that one the other thing i will say is i am still doing my usual thing i'm still trying to find the funny parts that i had noticed from it i'm still trying to re sets reuse costumes and obviously the ships with the ships there is a certain point where the stock shots i probably won't count them because it would be like one and done because that would just get really irritating
0: Yeah, and I think you said to me as well, you're continuing your kind of adjustment to uh, um, the 3Ms as well, where you're paying back on them, aren't you? I think as well.
1: Yeah, I I did have to pull out a list to try and aid me a bit. I did actually hold on to my descent bit of paper from from the beginning of doing this because not having anything is really detrimental I'm not sure whether you face that as well where you're going oh my god how does this work again
0: (laughs) I actually I found it the process all right to adjust I mean maybe again maybe it's because ds is my favourite I don't know but I just I found it and
1: and can we also point out Jamie has already said that actually I've been quite fair
0: yeah, uh, going through season one, obviously, you, know, you you guys will know as we go through it. i me and someone have briefly discussed this. You know, certain points that he makes, I do agree with him, and on certain others, I don't. But uh, but I think that's that's always going to be going to be the way, isn't it? Because I think with DS Nine, are going through the series, I'm probably going to be a bit more rose-tinted towards it because again, it is my favourite Trek. So.
1: It's a flip reverse of next gen, for yeah. honest. So it it would be it be a nice nice contradiction, and it, it, we love each other really when we get into arguments about minor details. Do. Of
0: course we do. Yeah, we, um, we always see each other's point of view. So yeah, uh,
1: should we get on with this because that is a hugely yep. long uh, intro. Uh, yes, well,
0: there's one more thing. Are you wearing a pin or anything today?
1: I was going to mention that later, maybe. I can't. Oh. can't mention it now. Um,
0: oh, sorry. <laughs> recently, I
1: went to London and Forbidden Planet, so I'm currently sporting my Quarks Bar uh, pin. Yes. Not that even James can it, but take no. my word for
0: it. I am actually wearing it. No, I believe you. Right. Anyway, as you said, uh, should we get started? Yeah, but well, yeah, now that is actually done. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a long. That was a long list of kind of things. They that always, we did. Are. It's
1: they always are. But as I say, if you want a quick. Quick version of what we're trying to do in probably three and a half hours. Go and check out Janelle as she's got great videos on there. I'm a awful lot of fun. She recently put up a video that I've kind of got a um a, a thought on an opinion on. So yeah, let's go and check her out. Go and give her some love. She doesn't get quite. I don't think she's followed enough on there. Okay, F- episode in the um her videos in the in the blurb. So go and go and check her out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right so yeah um who wants to read that who wants to start reading that emissary then
1: go Jamie. you do right
0: I, I'm, I'm putting I'm... it forward right away yeah same here um what i'm gonna also i'm just gonna read because obviously on on trek Core it's split into part one two. so i'm just gonna read it all together all right
1: um only, it only says one on it? It? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah it's just one
0: paragraph yeah. but it's for both parts yeah, so, Commander Cisco and a Starfleet crew must work together with the Bajorans on board station DS9 to protect it from imminent Cardassian attack. However, Cisco's mission is turned on its head when a new wormhole is discovered linking the Alpha and Gamma quadrants.
1: Do we get into the first thing that I pointed out to you? We just go, huh? Seriously, <laughs> no one we'll managed to figure that out. Go on. Do you know the bit I'm referring to, Jamie?
0: Uh, you probably did mention it to me, but tell me again anyway.
1: The way that no one's been able to find it. And yeah,
0: then Dax that puts it. it
1: into a computer, and it all just points to, this all takes place in the Daenerys Belt, and no one will figure it out for centuries. And you're just like, really? Are you kidding me? Like, no one? No one mm. in the in the monastery could go, hmm, this this Daenerys Belt seems to be coming up a fair amount. I wonder what
0: that's got to do with it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe the way you could explain it is maybe the Bajorans, I, I don't know whether Bajorans is technologically advanced. I think their
1: point was they didn't have DAX on there that could collaborate at all and they didn't. It wasn't in a centralised position on a computer system.
0: Yeah, so I think they do explain it within the actual I think, episode, but you don't do they?
1: just sit there and go, yeah, just looking <laughs> through a few books, you can just say, oh, there's Norris Bell. Oh, look, there's Norris Bell.
0: Well, it might just be one of those things as well where they had different pieces, but they just couldn't quite fit it together, like a jigsaw puzzle. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but obviously, yeah, me and Simon obviously putting this up. Uh, I mean, on its own if you if you watch it for the first time and you don't really know what's going to happen going forward, it doesn't seem like much. But if I, you're like... I just get incredibly bored by the second part. Mm.
1: I, I don't know. what I just get incredibly bored by I love the the exposition that goes in the first part. It just seems to flow an awful lot better. Mm. And it just seems to kind of... Once you hit the profits, it kind of slows down a bit and it's a bit like drags a bit and kind
0: of oh I, I understand that but I think in order for them to understand each other I think you needed that and I think it's and it's not just obviously Cisco explaining things to the prophets like certain concepts it's also Cisco yeah
1: I have I have thoughts about that as well because that kind of doesn't work either once you get into <laughs> what's written later on in the series but I can I can I can part that
0: for a bit if you want I don't mind, mate, it's up to you If you want to mention it, you can do Um,
1: because, um, you know The prophets say, oh, we don't know About human lives Yeah, Yeah. no, I don't Buy it, because um, One big name Cisco's mother
0: Oh, yes That's a very good point, which would have been Because obviously that would have been Because they sent Cisco's mother To, um um yes yeah So, so yeah that's
1: uh that kind of doesn't work but again that's not written yet so this is where kind of stuff it chronology doesn't kind of work but yeah
0: you, you say that and you go ah but i think i think that whole section when cisco's with the prophets and he's talking to them i think you needed that because you've got also cisco Tr- trying to deal with his wife's death jennifer's death and
1: i think and that's kind of
0: three five nine yeah yeah, yeah. so i think I know, that's a whole so I think that whole I think that whole section for me was absolutely fine. I think that was necessary. Um, it, it's just the just my opinion. I just prefer the first half.
1: I, I, I think even my notes, I kind of say probably because it's more next gen heavy than Deep Space Nine. It's just like I don't know. Just I like the world building in that first
0: half. Mm. And I think also with with obviously emissary because I think. One of the reasons, I mean, I know I've put it up is because if you if you like us and we've watched it and you're looking, you're looking back, there's so much set up in that pilot that is brought up later on. So obviously, you know, the whole thing with Cisco being. It has got a
1: huge, huge impact. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Emissary to the Prophets. I think even Odo's origins are very briefly mentioned as well, which obviously we know that the Dominion later. So they just set up so much in that first episode which doesn't seem like of anything at the time that they, it becomes critical later on. So for me, it was just kind of a no brainer. It, it has to go up. And obviously, you know, the discovery of the wormhole as well, that's a really, really big thing for, for Bajor. And obviously, yeah, it's just, it's just so much going on in the episode. It's like, you can't, for, for at least for me, you cannot not put it up, but I, I think it's a, a, a superb pilot. I've, Again, it's it's kinda of like for me with I think I say that but that was but I the best when we did best season one of Voyager, but originally I put that one up as well. But uh yeah, it's Oh, I just yeah, obviously so um do you mind if I go through like the things I kinda of liked from it or did you wanna mention something else as well?
1: No, just with the do trivia. I've got quite a lot. Do
0: you wanna go first or why don't you go through your trivia then? Go on, what 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 interesting things did you find?
1: From Marlin Science Festival is a redress of the Telerian warship scene in Suddenly Human. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the flashback to the Battle for 359 from Best Both Worlds. The captain of Saratoga is JG Herzler, Lady uh, General Martok. Uh, oh, this I like this one. The bridge scene in the fishing Holiday program is a famous one in the USA as it's also seen in My Name is Earl and others, um, it's named the Golden Oak Ranch.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
1: Which is a really cool thing. I saw it and just went, oh, I know that from somewhere. This is a really small thing, but pedantic, but this this is me. I hate the holodeck grid
0: design from whatever shit they're going from. Oh, as Jake and his dad are walking out of the holodeck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh original slow opening credits, unknown station, less activity. It really is skippable at this point. I like it when you get more of the ships in there, it's like season three onwards. Uh Predestination, pre-destination Paradox with Benjamin cisco O'Brien, good choice as a gateway character to TNG fans. Yeah. Uh due to his experience in the Kardashian War. So The Wounded is referenced in part two. Is. Now, there is also a, re- such a reference to Roe Larron. actually was meant to be in Kira's position, but... What? Michelle... Forbes. Uh, Michelle Forbes turned it down, so they created Kira. Thanks, Thanks Jamie, for covering me there. It's what? Right. The wormhole graphic is still an incredible graphic after all these years, and I love the space shots. Uh, oh, this one that I found interesting. The Bajoran Temple Stairs look like the ones in Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade um oh yeah. yeah you know the spiral staircase you know hmm. where um sean connery sits in the chair and the stairs come down it looks like them it does doesn't it
0: yeah it does and, it, if... would,
1: and it would add up because i looked up in jones is 89 and this is 93 so it would add up but i don't know whether it is but it,
0: it that's what it reminded me of it would be awesome if it was that would be really really cool actually
1: Benjamin's flashback to the beach vision features some strong 90s beachwear. Yeah. And it's nice to meet Jennifer briefly. Mm-hmm. Now this is where again this is where I go silly again. Kyropaka's logic's a bit strange. You know this oh. whole thing of you go take it to the station. Yeah. Okay. Great idea. But Kardashians, you know the whole oh the Kardashians can't get it under any circumstances. Okay, then why are you taking it away from a very secure, hidden away temple thing
0: to a to it a, a
1: really vulnerable, vulnerable space station, station with six torpedoes?
0: <laughs> which doesn't help when the Cardassians Car- come later, anyway. Okay, yeah. it wasn't because of the orb, but the fact they turned up. Because you know what I
1: mean? Like it's
0: yeah. just like the ds crew—they had to bluff their way out of the situation because they had absolutely no no way to defend themselves. So,
1: yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Um, Bashir's on the session less than two minutes before offending Major Kira. I'm
0: not surprised.
1: <laughs> uh, Love O'Brien's send-off on the Enterprise D, including TNG music cues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I looked at my notes earlier, just to remind myself about um, Emissary, because, again, I wrote this weeks ago. I wrote this, like, how many weeks ago was that? Three, maybe two mm-hmm. weeks ago. I and mean, went, what the hell does that note mean? So yeah. I had to remind myself, we later find out that C K- Curzon Dax was Herbert from Family Guy. And earlier I read that and went, huh? Because he had feelings for he had uh, a crush on Jadzia which is why I put that in there. Yeah. Uh I have only
0: got a few more to go, Jamie. Be, no, no to worries. I'm I've enjoyed listening to what you found out, actually. It's fascinating, So
1: oh, I've said that one already. I'll leave the Netflix what Netflix one for for the next one because it makes more sense no doubt you've already done that in that yeah yeah okay yeah. i'll leave that for then oh this may be this also may be interesting so in a bit of dialogue it sits the, the profits sit there and go every time shit comes through it's disruptive so does that mean every time starship goes through does it interrupt a profit conversation Mm. And they're like, hold my drink. Wait a minute for that for that ship to go through.
0: Yeah, because they'd say it's disruptive, but do they actually specify how it is how the ship? They don't. But I just have
1: these visions of kind of, you know, it's like YouTubers
0: where it's like, Uh, oh uh, no, a siren's uh, going
1: by. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Are the profits like that every time a ship goes
0: through? Very good point. I would really actually would like to know that
1: uh baseball or as we call it in the civilized world Browners is a great metaphor for life a shot of the wormhole from the lead kardashian's ship is beautiful i uh, don't think they ever explain what an emissary is or at least in this one you would have thought you'd at least mention it at least in part two they might go "Well, oh,
0: congratulations you're now the emissary well, I think they do explain it later. He's like he's like the religious leader. They do, but not yeah.
1: for an awful lot later. It's like season two or something. Mm. Uh, and then the final bit of Trevor that I've got for this that will make sense an early draft called it the Ninth Orb. I think actually all well, the other thing I had in here was how do you test an orb do you just sit in front of it and just kind of go oh i just had a vision or do you sit there and go sit there for hours and just go well nothing happened
0: <laughs>
1: is, is that how you do it you just put some it's, poor
0: it doesn't sound like a very exciting experience does it when you kind of put it like that did you
1: just get fields of people in there and just be like, but, did, you, did anything happen?
0: No. But then again, you could, probably, you could probably say that about someone who doesn't really ever go fishing or like fishing. Was like, well, nothing happens. It's like, it took hours to get a bite. But then people say, well, that's the whole point. The waiting is the anticipation. So maybe you could say the same thing with this whole orb thing. I don't know. So I'm back in form. I'm back
1: in form with the kind of silly comments where you just yeah. go. Huh? <laughs> no I, I've missed that I've missed that So uh, with the disruption What the that have meant during the Dominion War I think
0: through every two minutes It's just like I can't finish This conversation <laughs> I am trying. To like, they have a thing as well they would actually forget what they were talking about as well
1: I, I, It's just silly things Where you just go
0: what huh? <laughs> Really Okay um, So um, is that your last one yeah yeah,
1: then I'm just, I've just got three M's left. That, that's it. I haven't got many. Right.
0: So I'm just going to say what I liked and what I didn't. Uh, So, uh, as you mentioned, fantastic opening sequence. We've started at the Battle of Wolf 359, introducing Cisco and his son Jake, obviously with the tragic death of his wife, Jennifer, that bridges the gap between TNG and DS9. And also, I love how they shot that whole opening sequence with like a handheld camera. I think that kind of reinforces the chaoticness of the battle as well.
1: Oh, yes. And, you know, Jamie's serious this time around. As for the first time ever, he's actually watched the special features.
0: Uh, actually, I haven't. No? No. To quickly explain okay. that, guys. Um, I used to have like, some DVD pouches that one of my friends gave me, and I put a lot of my DVDs in there. I've only got one left that I know of, and DS9 Season 1 was not in there. So I couldn't end up. Unfortunately, I didn't end up watching it in the end. But you
1: can tell he's really serious because he didn't bother with, at all with next gen.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's true. I just didn't know. Um, as I said, you mentioned about whole Chief O'Brien, quite bringing him over. Um, I like this. Uh, I like the scene when Cisco is talking to a B- uh, Jordan priest who asked him to enter the shrine. And when he says the prophets await you, it's a sign of things to come, obviously, when the prophets make Cisco their emissary. It echoes the um, end of the series when Cisco actually, I think it's quite a nice echoing because it's, then he goes away with the profits as well. So I think that's a really nice kind of uh, mirroring. Uh, again, you mentioned about the great scenes between Picard and Cisco, And I think it's, especially with the animosity of Picard as the Q just being, being, pretty suspicious what's responsible for Jennifer's death. Mentioned about the whole thing of uh, so much that's already been set up in the pilot already, which is crucial later on. Um, I think it's uh there's a really um nice character development we find out how Cisco met Jennifer and more about the Bajorans as a people um i think i think it's a really good as you said really good setup in the first half in particular with the world building so really good intro of all the characters um as well and obviously I think i think Golden Cup makes an appearance in the first episode doesn't he? yeah Oracle yeah uh it's fascinating seeing the true procedure of a symbiote joining with a new host in one of um the flashback that Dax has when she has an brief orb experience. Um again, I like the departing scene between Picard and O'Brien. And it's I like the fact they actually mentioned his favourite transporter as well, which I thought was really nice. Um
1: Yeah, I thought it was extra sweet that Picard transported him off the ship.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch as well, yeah. Um Oh, yeah, I oh, love there's
1: that random ensign on the bridge of the enterprise who we've never, ever seen on next gen.
0: Oh, is that the one where Chief of Bronson is about to depart? Yeah. Hmm. You
1: um, realise you are probably angering. Members of
0: our audience. Why was that? Snacking. Yeah, um, I'm eating Yes. <laughs> uh S- sorry guys I'm, hi marie I'm... hi marie <laughs> well i'm only i'm only eating sandwiches i'm not eating anything that's going to be particularly loud oh no so... no 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 <laughs> um <laughs> love the interplay scene between the and cisco the subtle threat of words i just love that whole sequence between them just um you know, you just like, they're being like very polite to each other, but it's just kind of like an icy demeanor underneath of just subtle threats. Um, again, you mentioned about, um, nice reference to O'Brien's uh, past, obviously the whole thing with the Cardassians, so set the 3 set massacre as well. Um, I, I mentioned this already, I really like the scenes between Sisko and the Prophets as he explains these different things about humanity and time. They help him process Jennifer's death to give him a way forward as he accepts the assignment from Picard as he was kind of thinking of, obviously, quitting. Um, the only thing I dislike, is just a couple of minor things, but I think that's just due to kind of, obviously, time itself. So a couple of the shots when Cisco's trying to get to Jennifer on the Saratoga, and you see outside, and when Cisco that to go through the wormhole, it's just a couple of moments you, you can kind of tell it, it feels it hasn't aged particularly well. You can kind of see, you know they're on a the set, but it's a minor thing. Um, and that's it. That's, that covers both parts for me.
1: Three M's, Jamie.
0: Yep. What did you find?
1: Not a great deal. I found some bits.
0: Again, if you same need to support
1: dealing with something, ask for it. So specifically post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, tell the truth. Don't jump to conclusions. Find out all the facts first. So that's out of the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Help can come in the most unlikely places. So profits. No matter what you do, the truth will always be found out. Uh, you have to be ingenuitive
0: and every decision we make has consequences. Yeah. Um, I've got, uh, being a single parent is hard and difficult to balance with your career, as Cisco tells Picard in the, uh, their first scene together. Humans accept the consequences of their choices, whatever that may be. It's not knowing what the future holds that makes life interesting. Um, humanity seeks to explore themselves and the galaxy, but answering questions and finding new ones. Uh, you mentioned about every action has a consequence as well, and about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. I put this because a community community leader like Quark can influence and bring people together as he stays and reopens so does the promenade as well. So yeah, that's that's all I got.
1: Shall we move on?
0: Yes. Um, quick questions. Oh, oh, oh. Quick right, question, yeah. Sire. Uh, when you were going through uh, with the, are you on Trek call? yeah? Yeah. Good. Yeah, because I, I just want to quickly say, with this episode, I made a bit of a mistake. I was watching well, it on Netflix. C- can
1: can we, uh, can I at least read out the blurb and we do that and then we can enter into it no. and then explain the Netflix thing? Cause no.
0: no. I, I should yeah, also yeah, say
1: I did, yeah. I did Netflix, but I didn't fall in the trap. You didn't trap. fall
0: into that trap. Yeah, go on. So next episode, yeah.
1: A past prologue, Tainan Loss is beamed aboard and is discovered to be a member of a, uh, a member of a group of extremists who are still attacking Kardashians. When he requests asylum, this guy is put in a ten- tenuous situation when the Kardashians demand Turner be turned over to them for his crimes. Now over to Jamie for inter- intermission about Netflix. Yeah, so
0: obviously I watched this on Netflix. And, I, and both what- did. Yeah, but I got the order. Netflix got the order wrong, and I fell into that trap. So I actually wrote in my notes in order a man alone first, and then I did past prologue. But it's actually the other way round.
1: It's it's
0: production order. Yeah.
1: Because is it? I think I did look it up. It's in a man alone where you actually find out kind of the production order. So that's why it's on there and just down Netflix. But I. Again, I had access to a trick called or so it's black and no 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 no, please you don't trick me.
0: <laughs> but <it tricked> me.
1: <laughs> um, um yeah, it's an interesting one. We, yeah. We've we've had, we've gone into this before. We it's an interesting one where it doesn't quite know what it's trying to tell you at all. Very mud, mud, muddled. Hmm. Um but it has a great introduction to Garrick. But there's a problem with that in its own right, because as I found out talking to Clive, it's his only appearance in season one, which is an absolute criminal.
0: He should have been in more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, he does come into it more as the seasons go on because he does become particularly important. But you would think he would have been at least one or two other episodes, but he was just in this one. And that was it. So, you know, (laughs) Because um, I think in season two, I think he turns up at least three times that I know of. So it's just quite odd that he's only in this one, season one but there you go. Uh, yeah, I I, I I was quite intrigued to hear what you thought about this, because obviously when we did our best season one back in the day, you, it's one you just couldn't remember, wasn't it? It was one you just really couldn't remember literally anything about so I, I was must admit i was quite interested to know what your four thoughts were on this one
1: i was saying that actually that no although this episode was the, wasn't was the first to air after the show's pilot it was actually produced after a man alone which was in production order the only episode between the pilot and this installment mm. um yeah it i've just never cared for it and again, the whole thing of, oh, I can't remember it. That's never a, never good, a good sign. Point. Yeah. Um, this also brought a very interesting debate to me. O'Brien says, Upper Pylon 3 is closed for 48 hours. So it brought the question up to me, is when did they start using the Duran 26-hour system? Or is that just a mechanical, oh, we're just going to, it's out for 48 hours?
0: Mm, that's a very really interesting thing, because they do reference the 26-hour period, I think, later on in the series at some point. I can't remember what season or episode, but they do reference it again. So, yeah, that, that's a good point, so. um
1: The Mondor is redressed from Samarian <clears throat> Snare.
0: That will happen
1: a few times this this season. Vaughan Armstrong plays a Dinar, who went on to play Admiral Forrest. Obviously, yeah. the return of Sisters, uh, references to the D- D- Redemption episodes. Uh, oh, this is a cool one. Amongst the clothes seen in Garrick's tailor shop, uh, Stephen Miller's costume from Haven, Solvac's rising costume from Captain's, Captain's Holiday, and Kamala's dress from The Perfect Mate. And that's literally all I got.
0: think that's quite nice you've got some nice little TNG easter eggs in there haven't you
1: well they are very heavy TNG forward this season
0: Hmm. um so what you know overall I think for this episode I didn't actually mind it but and I think it was interesting but there were some things that I would have done differently but I'm sure we'll go on to talk about that in a bit um so what I liked I said, love the opening scene where Garrett introduces himself to Bashir, who acts understandably nervous about the mysterious uh, enigma that is plain simple Garrett. Uh, like, um, yeah,
1: they they repeat that about four times, hmm. J- which is uh, why well, I think that's become its own thing. But they do repeat that in the episode about four times, and he just sit there going, "Yeah, I know, I have got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for that.
0: You got to mention it again, seriously." <laughs> um I like how um, the plot of this episode is set up with an independent bezor uh, uh, B- uh, Bajour for bejorans that follows in at, or kind of the end of this, this season and in the three part at the start of two, Ugh. Um, which I know you're not that fond of. Uh, Head, Simon's. Yeah, poker I mean, face there, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> um, I like. Um, I like the complexity of the issue of Cisco. If he hands over Tana, it could undermine what he's trying to achieve with the Bajorans, but it could damage relations with the Cardassians. Uh, Kira herself under Cisco's command, but to Bajor and her friend. She wants Bajor to be independent too, but knows they need Federation support as a necessity. She doesn't have an extreme view like Tana does of the, um, what was it, the... Oh, the coal... National government. No, of the, what was he... Uh, that uh, extremist group, was it the coal... Komar Komar that was it now this is so I might as well lead on with this because it does tie into this point so the whole thing with uh, Kira and the conflict that she has you do have some of it when she's talking to Odo and she mentions what should I do you they do have a bit of that however it's not <laughs> enough it's not enough the fact that she just the fact that she deceives Tana and just goes with Cisco on it, it's just like, what? What I think would have worked better and that they should have done was have her go along with Tana's plan to steal the runabout without informing Cisco, but she doesn't know of his actual plan. Then, when she finds out the full extent of her friend's plan, then that's when she turns against him. I think that's how they should have played it, but they didn't. Because as you say, it's too quick and it make doesn't make really much sense when you you know particularly she's saying particularly how how she acts particularly because she episode. comes
1: on so strongly in that first say ten minutes of the episode
0: yeah and even and it, in she the fir- turns
1: on a ninepence and it's a bit like what Did, yeah and even
0: and even with the first episode she's quite aggressive towards Cisco as well so it just doesn't really fit. Unfortunately. So you have a bit of conflict there, but you don't have enough. And I don't think she would have gone along with it so easily. Because obviously, the thing is, you can't have a known, the thing is, you can't have a knowing Tana's plan and going along with it, because that just would, she she should be done. Her career would be over. But even with just stealing, helping steal the runabout, I'm okay. Yes, there'd be some sort of punishment. But if she wasn't, she didn't know Tana's full plan, then I think, you know, you could get away with that. But yeah, it just, and even, even for me, I would have had the end, the end, uh, even the end scene where Tana calls her a traitor and is taken away, and you've got Kira there looking kind of upset. Well, they kind of look at each other, her and Siska, and then they walk off. I think what actually would have been better is, is if she kind of said, actually, you know what, just leave me alone, I need some time. And she just walked off in the opposite direction. I think that would have worked a bit better as well. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I just, um, but yeah, that that's probably my biggest beef with the episode. Um, The other things I did like, though, again, nice to see the Dura sisters with references to past events from Cherngi. Gives, it gives us an insight into what they're doing. And I like how they link that to the main plot with Tana loss. Uh, and I did like the scene, I thought it was quite well acted with uh, Odo with Kira conflict about whether to help Tana ignore it or to tell Sisko. So, yeah, that's, that's all I've got. <clears throat>
1: confused three m's
0: yeah <laughs> yeah go for it
1: because i've got a leopard never changes its spots so it's turn a loss a leopard yeah. just can change its spots with kira <laughs> so it contradicts itself mm. uh you always have a choice if there's something wrong take action people change and evolve over time no one can be trusted no matter what you do the truth will always be found out Uh, don't manipulate people at never ends well and stand up for what you believe in i i struggled again it's it's not one that i'm particularly
0: interested in so that's kind of i I, I didn't mind it i actually found it watchable like as you say it's not perfect episode but i do think it does and it does set up stuff for later as well which i think is good but what you're saying about the kind of conflict of the three ends in a way maybe that is the point Maybe that's kind of a mirroring of kind of how Kira feels throughout the episode and even even Cisco's position. He's right in the middle of it. But But then again,
1: maybe they should have um, been a bit more forceful with Kira's one
0: side of it. But do you do what what I kind of suggested as a solution to the whole conflict thing, like the whole she goes along with it, but doesn't know the full extent of his plan. Do you think that would have worked better?
1: I don't really have a comment, Jamie. I'm not bothered enough to kind of care, if I'm
0: honest. That's fine. That's fine. I just, that's fair enough. Well, to me, to me, it makes sense. And I think that personally would have worked better, but, uh, right.
1: Maybe I should just go, sure, Jamie.
0: Okay. Maybe
1: just kind of make you feel a bit better rather than just going, I don't care. Maybe I should go, sure, Jamie, let's go for that.
0: True. But true. But I'd rather you be honest anyway. So, um, well, you've got both. That's the thing that's going to happen in season one a bit. I think you know there are episodes. I'm, again, this is my
1: yeah. It's it's
0: early next year where it's
1: always a little bit hectic, and they're always going to get one where you're going. What are you trying to tell me exactly? Cause I think we had this next year, early next year as well. Where you going? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, like,
0: what, which one is it? Which one do you want to really tell me? But I find it interesting as well how this one kind of mirrors. Um. Oh, what was it? The the oh Blibinek. the Geordie Geordi Robin romulan one on that planet the enemy yeah that was it yeah that had a similar kind of thing of conflict of kind of messages didn't it, it
1: uh, can i also point out it's also the first time we meet one of kira's terrorist cell friends that seems to come out of the woodwork every every season yeah because that's oh look thing. there's another one so i got to say it's a you don't know
0: that's another thing as well about season one of um yeah, the 9 it's quite Bajoran heavy episode heavy as well it's a fair few in this season actually um right anyway sorry three aims I've got um alliances and the way things work change so Kira was in the war a little to Bajor but I things have just moved on as only sister Kira when she says whoever I side with I'm betrayed someone he replies as long as you don't betray yourself so obviously stay true to who you are uh, you have to be able to adapt to change yourself and with the way you do things as the old ways don't work anymore. As Kira says to Tana, that, that's that's it. That's all I got. Next one.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. A man alone. OK. Um, when, the, when a former criminal is found dead in one of the hollow suites and evidence is found pointing in the thin gutter Odo, suspic- suspicion spreads among the station's populace. Residents grow restless and demand that Odo be handed over to be punished for a crime they believe he committed. Um, I've always quite liked this one. I think it's a pretty decent episode. Um, again, it focuses on Odo who's one of my favourite characters. And again, it's kind of the whole uh, murder mystery kind of aspect to it, which is kind of my cup of tea. So for me, this one was always uh, an enjoyable one that I, that I like watching every time. <clears throat> not bothered no no (laughs) oh dear uh so um what trivia did you find out for this episode
1: well that's the point i made you a few weeks ago why don't i just ask the hologram who did it yeah and they have weird fingers whatever that means i can't remember but they have weird fingers it's mm. me me and fingers. I don't like weird fingers like the girl in um <laughs> pen pals.
0: Mm. Cause for what I think is though, so, um Igledan who who killed his clone, did he have his did he have a mask over his face?
1: He had a yeah, he had a hood on. Mm. But she's like right next
0: to him. Yeah, and you would think that maybe and they were
1: Oh yeah, you're just him then.
0: I mean, I mean, she might not have yielded any useful information, but I think you need a moment where she where he goes, oh, did you see, did you see what he looked like? And she maybe, maybe she doesn't even have to speak; it could just it's be a, just simple a shake of her head.
1: It's problems where they completely forget forget the hologram exists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Deep space nine children learning at home is very reminiscent of. Uh, what happened in 2020 during the COVID lockdowns, like home learning, which I yeah. found really weird. First proper appearance of Rom. Oh, the Mondor gets a redress again. <laughs> uh, a triple is on display on the classroom's whiteboard. The chair Odo Morse out from is, I think, a reused on captain's chair. And then this is my last one. The cost from Emissary Production got a accrued over to this episode. Now I'm going to, have to read it from my list because I can't read my own writing. Um, because the rebuilding assets from the pilot that been through about the questions needed to be paid for partly because this this situation. This installment was $200,000 under budget. Surprising Michael Piller. Although this this cunning plan didn't succeed it ended up as being one of our most expensive shows, strictly in terms of extras, costumes, hair and other things. Y- yeah. Yeah. OK, we're, we're going to save money on this one. Uh, oh, that, that, oh, that that keeps going up. That, what? No, why can't that stop? So, yeah, that, that really didn't work. That really <laughs> didn't work. So you can tell later on, it's a bit like, yeah, we we really need to save money on this one. We really need to save money on this one. So you can yeah. tell each show, it gets pro- progressively more bottle show as the, as the season goes on. And you just be like, uh-huh, re- really? You spent it all on So you spent it all on a man loan, and you're kind of rubbing two coins together. Yeah. That Literally, that, that's all i got for it, Jamie. Okay. Over to you.
0: Uh, right, so... <clears throat> uh, what I liked about the episode, um, I said I liked the opening scene with Bashir flirting with Jadzia, which he did in the pilot as well in the Hollow Suite. he tries to concentrate uh on on the uh puzzle, puzzle brain teaser but clear, clearly his mind is on something else as he fails <laughs> um it's nice seeing the characters settling in on the station so you get a kind of it's like a kind of uh like a, like a um a sweeping of kind of like just um the different characters kind of just you know Starting to kind of adapt to their new surroundings, so Coco is unhappy with nothing to do on DS9. She ends up when,
1: when's comfort. that woman ever happy? Well, so then, have... then then you're in this ironic place that they're not on the station for about four episodes.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. I forgot <laughs> <laughs> it's like, although oh, I think excuse me, I think the reason they gave was um, Coco's wrote...
1: grandmother's birthday, her birthday, 100th birthday
0: or something, isn't it? Yeah, but the way Cisco the way says it in his log, it says the chief transports her to us. So surely that indicates that he was just going to go there and then come back, but I don't know. Anyway, that, that's for later. Um, but she eventually becomes a teacher. Obviously, Jake and Nog meeting and becoming friends, which is developed throughout the series. Julian's attraction to, obviously, Jadzir, and obviously the intro to Rom, et cetera. Um, mm, well, you do meet Rom in Emissary. You do meet him in Emissary. He plays the... Uh, the Oh, what's the what's the what's the uh, role they give him?
1: Sitting children, sitting child, like rubber.
0: Yeah, that was it. Um uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh right, so yeah, uh, I like I thought it was good Link Jake and Nog meeting and causing trouble So Kiko finding out about it and actually developing that her own purpose of having the kids go to school to give them to the structure and learn. Uh again, intriguing murder murdering mystery setup with Odo being the chief suspect. Um, explores interesting themes like cloning, racial prejudice, and conducting investigations impartially. I think it balances the plots of Ibadan murder, Draco in meeting, Keiko becoming a teacher, and Bashir's attraction to Jadzia as well. Um, the only thing I disliked about it was it would have been nice to find out more about Ibadan's clone. What effects would it have on him? Will he become a Oh yeah, or, like, yeah, they send him original? on his way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They send him on his way, and it's a bit like, oh, hopefully he doesn't turn into what he is. What well, did they just give him a different name and just kind of go,
0: yeah. bye? Because hmm. the only reference to it is only goes, oh, I hope he doesn't turn out like his counterpart. That's kind of it. Um, do you want to do the messages?
1: I found quite a lot for the three M's and stuff. Treat people how you'd like to be treated. You always have a choice. Don't jump. Uh, don't judge someone based on their race or racism. don't jump on to, uh, uh don't jump to conclusions, find out all the facts first, never get to fear. Crime doesn't pay. don't jump to conclusions. infinite diversity and infinite combination com- yeah, combinations. Logic is king. don't rely on technology. don't give up the easiest solution to every problem. You have to be ingenuitive don't be prejudiced against a certain group so odo in this situation.
0: I do I do love your one, don't don't rely on technologies. Like yeah, like Yeah, that, that, that comes in quite often, so it's a quite a good bit of tidbit. But it's just funny though, it's kind of like, yeah, literally the whole twenty fourth century of humanity's future is all technological anyway, so they're kind of screwed. <laughs> uh, messages I've got. Um laws change depending on who makes them, but justice is justice, as only it's to Cisco. As, uh, a chief suspect of a murder investigation shouldn't investigate. as a conflict of interest, which they do reference in the episode as well. Explores uh, the idea of cloning, so Iberdine uses it to create a uh, clone to, to kill it and frame Odo for murder. Again, prejudice against Zona because he's different. Uh, the mob calling him a shapeshifter freak. And I think that's what they call him, don't they? Um, it's not fair to judge someone because they're different. In this case, you, know, you mentioned the whole uh, uh, racial thing. Uh, never take something at face value. So the evidence suggests that Odo is a killer, which is what the mob believes, but the truth is different. That's what I got. Uh, next
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. So, Babbel. O'Brien accidentally activates a concealed Bajoran device designed to release an ad- adaptive virus into the food generated by replicators. Quote, and when he spreads the virus to all his patrons through the bar's replicator, and a station-wide epidemic in skews. Well, that's not technically true. He goes to guest quarters and then does it that way, but yeah. Um, yeah, Not great. Not Uh, great at all. uh, Yeah. um, I used to think this was fun, but it kind of falls apart when you can't actually get any characters saying anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that in itself is a point, sign. It just shows you how important being able to communicate in whatever way you can, whether it's sign language, writing something down or verbally speaking, just how crucial it is to how we function as a society. So that in itself does say something. Sure, Jamie. Just saying, just saying. But no, I do agree with you. Um, oh, this is the first episode I just wasn't bothered about. I, it It was all right, but I just I didn't care for it. It was nothing special unfortunately so i definitely i do agree with you on this one um i thought um interesting idea of an aphasia virus where all the and visual stimuli are affected you can't understand others and vice versa i like um how since the pony gets to the after effects of the occupation so you've got that Tyler loss of the coma. uh him trying to destroy the world this um and in this one, you get like genetically engineered virus made by the Bajorans to attack the Cardassians in DS Nine. Um, DS Nine quarantine has kind of echoes of the 2020 COVID pandemic, which I think kind of again I know obviously they wouldn't have predicted it then, but I think it shows this one. And you, what was it the one you, were, you you had a reference to that as well? Was it A Man Alone as well? Yeah. Yeah, I think that just shows how ahead of its time DS Nine is. Um, well acted by the cast, especially when they are afflicted by the aphasia virus. I know we have different points on this, but I just I love how Kira kidnaps Dr Sumac from his office on Bajor. She goes, hello again, doctor. Just want to make check that you're still in the office before she just (laughs) she just transports him up to the runabout.
1: Yeah, but the poor guy didn't have anything to do with the damn
0: thing. I know. And she infects him as well, doesn't she? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I like how Odo and Quark have to work together and upset the end when everyone else is affected by the virus. Um, I think that's because you referenced that to me, didn't you, a couple of days ago. So it's quite nice that Udo and Quark have to work together a couple of times to kind of, you know, uh, solve things. Um, as you say, things but I didn't like. Can
1: I also point out, it's my first point, quote does exaggerate yeah. the problem. Yeah. So he
0: is the kind of solution
1: and the problem
0: of it all. Mm. Um, so the only thing I didn't like is kind of, said, lack of character development as you say it's kind of hard to when no one speaks for like most of the episode where you can't understand what they're saying um yeah that's that's all i've really got for that so
1: as i say a case of quark exaggerating the situation the problem first credited episode for iris Stephen Burr. a O'Brien has ordered his coffee black double sweet since rascals and as i say poor sir Mac wren uh, he didn't even have anything to do with it, with the virus. But like he's the yeah. like assistant who saw who saw it on a monitor. To the guy that actually did create it. Yeah. And you're going, yep, you're good enough. I'm gonna steal you away from it. Go go and solve it. Well, like, <laughs> come on.
0: I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning what what Kira did. I'm not condoning it at all. But they were very desperate, and it's like he was the only one who, could, who they knew of who could actually help. Yeah, but you're so desperate a person. No, you don't. But that's what she did. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's true. A... He
1: did solve it. Yeah. But I'm she not, I'm not I the wrong way around uh, it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how would you have done it then? How would you have? Because obviously she was purposely, he was purposely ignoring her, wasn't he? <clears throat> and the I crew... think
1: she was, she was tactless. I think if she was more diplomatic. I think
0: he would have been more on board. Yeah, maybe. But then again, I just don't think that would fit with Kira, Kira's personality, at least at this point. She does kind of calm down a bit. And, you know, but at this point, she's still very much you know, more angry, kind of aggressive Kira. So, yeah, I can, I can understand what you mean, but I don't think that would have really worked with her character. But no, yeah, fair enough. Um, what trivia did you find? <clears throat> I've read it all, Jamie. That was a trivia. OK, what three M's did you get?
1: Because <laughs> again You can't really add any trivia Well, they sit there and say No we can't have any ships coming to the station So that's out You can't get any trivia from no one talking Do, do, do you get where I'm going mm-hmm. uh, There's no need to resort to sabotage Or kidnapping Don't kidnap them If you need support dealing with something Ask for it The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one or the few Don't rely on technology don't make paper will Back to kidnapping,
0: it never ends well. That's yes. it. Well, I'll, I'll counter that, that kidnapping one with desperate times call for desperate measures. But, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Um, so it looks at the notion of those who suffer from aphasia and difficulties they face. Communication through speaking uh, and visually is key to function. When you can't, everything breaks down. That's all i got. Next Maybe. one. Moving on,
1: yeah. I'm actually pitting this one
0: up, Jamie. Surprisingly, <clears throat> I am not. However, I do did actually enjoy this episode more than the last time I watched it because this was one we always just it's it's, it's a re, it's a revered one uh, from a lot of fans. I mean, in the past years back, me like, I can never understand. But having said that, I don't absolutely love it, but I get why people really really like it why it's kind of oddly this is the first one that i
1: actually enjoyed yeah after emissary the first few it's a bit like yeah they all happen. now me. i actually got involved with this one
0: yeah
1: and again i'm out of practice so i've just put through loads but eh, it's not a bad thing
0: um are you reading this one i think or is it me uh i think it's i think it's me I don't mind, mate. Did you want to read this
1: I one? I think it's you. I think I'm doing every. I'm doing all the even ones.
0: Okay. Is that all right? Is that all right with you? Sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that it does make sense. I think. That, oh no, I'm doing all the odd ones. Yeah. Is that all right for? You?
0: Is that right with you? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. 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 I'm, um, I'm okay. just Confusing everyone. Captive pursuit. Uh, an alien known as Tosk visits S9 from the Gamma Quadrant for repairs. A second ship soon arrives and disrupts the station's shields, beaming onto the promenade without permission. Armed, they begin searching for Tosk and hold the crew at bay. So, obviously, this is a Chief O'Brien episode. Um, and I think I have thing- quite a lot of trivia. Mm, yeah? The
1: first mm. one I do want to mention is, this episode saved the life of Dan uh, Davidson from the Shrek Geeks podcast, uh, which he talks about in episode... One, one, 114 for them and then also appears in a mission log supplemental episode 41 starship saves of life so if you want to find out more about that go and check them out um and uh, as ever again with more ships you get more trivia so toss starship is redress of the topal uh scene in unification part two uh And I think the interior is the shuttle from uh, Final Mission. First mention of female rights establishes Fringy culture. Yep. Only time a security scan appears. Oh, that's it. Let's hope no one else got injured um, due to O'Brien's trick. (laughs) Because with that, you need them to go going through at the right time. Hmm. But what if someone else is going through with a weapon? Good point. Say like one of Odo's chappies. Mm. Uh, Tusk only needs seventeen minutes of sleep.
0: Um, oh yeah, because he they, they talk he talks about rotation, doesn't he? It? It's like quarter rotation or whatever it is. You got enough...
1: Species. Oh sorry, Jerry.
0: And he kind of says to O'Brien, you sleep through a, almost a f- full third of your rotation and work for this much. and <clears throat> Yeah, gone.
1: <clears throat> Tusk species a proto-Heroogen, because I kind of thought, Hunters? I thought yeah. That's quite an interesting thing. Yeah. O'Brien uh, says five to six ships stop at Deep Space Nine and to the Gamma Quadrant. I thought that was an interesting tidbit. Now, the Tusk hunters starship is Regis Telerian starship first seen in Haven.
0: <laughs> another haver reference
1: Their uniforms look like the aliens seen in jerry Anson's ufo first appearance of the doors to the holding cells and wanted posters in his security offices um replacing plain walls with octano, octano uh octanical lighting now interestingly the wanted posters are made up of continuity photos provided by the makeup department from actors who previously appeared in star trek the next generation from what i can tell on memory alpha they're mostly from i think they're from here there and everywhere but the ones that are noted on memory alpha talk about uh dense and raw episode (coughs) that that that's everything i've got but again go and check out uh, Trek geeks and the mission looks up mental episodes to find out why it saved life so i think that's that's quite a cool thing to go and do Why i think it's such a way everyone likes it
0: yeah and i think that does really add depth to the episode actually
1: um it's the first one since emissary that really said stood out to me so to be like mm. you know what i'm going to put it <clears> forward um
0: so i liked i thought it was an intriguing start with uh toss being nervous uh cisco i actually quite like the fact he kind of throws out the rule book about first contact procedures for now just toss one to meet him and maybe just find out what's going on um it gets a good character one of the things i've realized about this one you get some really good character development for Tosk. you find out his pride is being hunted which is a way of life for him you find out about his ship how he eats and how much he sleeps um, I like I also like the developing friendship between him and O'Brien and Toss, despite being very different and not Toss not speaking much, uh, to where Toss tells him and O'Brien helps him to escape with Cisco. I love. I love that final scene with uh, Cisco <coughs> and O'Brien in the office. I just thought that was great. O'Brien like, like O'Brien confronts. was like, yeah, but surely Odo would have been able to to stop me from doing that, and yet. It, i was able to do it and it's just like i just did make me laugh um and i think yeah you know, the what, way
1: that odo slowly walks <laughs> away as well
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and constable don't don't be no you don't feel in a hurry i just say yeah um but i just i like the fact you know because obviously we see us at least the first mainly the first couple of seasons with ds9 a lot of it's is mainly at the station, so obviously you've got to bring people to the station instead of them actually going out. Um and obviously this is a, a first example said first visitor from uh, the gamma quadrant doing just that. Um uh, yeah, one one interesting thing of of note here, and again, maybe maybe it's like you noticed yourself or you, you just you didn't, I don't know. But <clears throat> Surely a visitor to DS9 shouldn't be able to acquire such sensitive information like the location of the weapons locker by simply asking the computer, because that's what TOS does. Surely you need security measures like, I know, certain security clearance or even voice authorization, which I know there's a way with voices you can kind of you can kind of hack into it and make it seem as though it's you when it's not but surely you needed something in that place but it's like Toss just asked the computer and it's like oh yeah this or this level and here it's like what
1: yeah probably not that well written I think maybe I would chance that away and you may sit there and go yeah no I don't buy it but maybe because they do have advanced text and maybe you did manage to hack it yeah just by touching the buttons I, I don't know stretching definition a bit but because I know you see quite with level access with um,
0: rods. Yeah, because that's what plot does, doesn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's
1: just a slight plot hole, but I think it's one of those things that you got to let go just to kind of go. oh, well, this guy's up
0: to no good. Oh yeah, it's, it's fine. It doesn't it doesn't bother me that much. It's just so unknown. I just thought surely you would have had some sort of security Some you have some sort of security in place. Instead of just saying to the computer, Oh yeah, where's the weapons locker? Oh yeah, it's right here. I mean, it's literally like. The, the computer's literally just like the big balls i say yeah here are the weapons let's go and steal them
1: oh it's just them compressing time just like oh there you go there's the weapons rather than him going around the houses and asking everyone for two or yeah. three minutes wasting time so it's like there you go there it is let's get on with the plot
0: yeah it's just so i noted i just thought i'd just mention it um but no overall i i really quite enjoyed the episode like i said i didn't put it up myself um but it is definitely more enjoyable than I remember. So, um, yeah, so I, I could understand why people love it, and I get so why you why you put that up. Yeah. So. Um. Right. What? Uh. Did you read the trivia? Oh, did you did. Did you read the trivia out already?
1: I yeah. Don't mind.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh. What three M's did you get?
1: You always have a choice. Treat people how you'd like to be treated. Arrogance will get you nowhere. Never underestimate the capabilities of someone. Nothing is either black or white. Help can come from the most unexpected places. So, O'Brien, you have to be ingenuitive. Don't make people. Don't give up so easy solution to every problem. And every, every decision
0: we make has consequences. Uh, the three I've got. Even differences can form friendships like O'Brien and Tosk. Honour is very important to Tosk, I thought, which I thought was quite interesting because it's kind of a mirroring of Similar to the clear ones in terms of how they live and die. Um, the importance of the prime directive, although in this case it was kind of broken. And the, the old the old, the old classic, rules were made to be broken. So that's that's what I got from it. Next one. Next one. Uh, yeah. Q-less.
1: That brings back uh, rash bring, uh, from the gamma quadrant. She soon begins making plans to sell several artifacts. While power failures begin occurring, coinciding with the arrival of Q, the power failure soon leads to a gravitational force sucking the nine straight towards the wormhole.
0: It happened. Um, uh, again, a quite, a quite. Uh, I, I didn't mind Q, so it's one I've always found uh, mildly enjoyable. I don't mind it as an episode. It's, it's, it's certainly watchable enough. Um. So uh, I like the start of Bashir telling the woman about his medical um, exam and how he mixed uh, how he mistook a pre uh fiber for a post gonglianic nerve. <laughs> I actually wrote that down exactly, which is which at the time just seems like a really innocuous thing, but that's that's a brilliant setup for later. I think he's referenced it a couple more times, and he sits, sets up for later in season five because obviously Bashir deliberately did it that way, so he. So he would hide the fact that he was genetically engineered. Um, I also noted that Dr. Bashir is such a flirt. He flirts with Vash and Dax. Dax again. Um, It's nice to see a crossover of Vash and Q from TNG, especially find out what Vash has been up to after her and Q from the episode Cupid, with a reference to Picard. Um, And again, it's nice to reference, obviously, Chief O'Brien and Vash, because I think they very briefly did meet in... uh, TNG, or at least they were in the same room together at some point, I think. Um, funny scene between Cork and Vasha negotiating in profit with her giving him umox, because uh, that's what, um, one of the other things about season one, which I think we both kind of say It's, uh, It's thankfully, it, you don't have any really kind of sexist or racist undertones, um, which I think's nice, because um, I thought she, I think TNG, there was some of that in season one, wasn't there? There were a few episodes, wasn't there? Yeah. Um so yeah, I said that was a good scene. Um great acting from John DeLancey and Jeffrey Hetrick as Vash. Makes the episode fun and entertaining, like the boxing scene between Cisco and Q. Uh, nice mystery set up with what's causing the power drone on DS9 systems, with assuming them assuming that Quark is responsible. But it's one of Vash's gamma quadrant trinkets that actually is a life all. I thought it was really cool seeing the station move on thrusters. I think the only time in the show you do, I believe. But please correct me if I'm wrong in saying that. And um, I I'd also like the ending with Vash asking Quark the location of the ruins of tokaina's 5. Uh, Vash decides not to go back to Earth, because obviously I think she hadn't been there in like 12 years. And I think, actually, her not going back to Earth, I think, makes sense for her character because she's always been an adventurer. So I think if they'd gone that route, it wouldn't have worked. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's what I liked. In terms of the 3Ms, there wasn't really anything I really disliked, so... Take it away, sir.
1: Now, one thing you didn't mention was Jennifer Hendricks worked with Max Grodencheck Rom, when he appeared as Solvac in Captain's Holiday.
0: Yes, indeed. I did forget about that.
1: Looks like Q did what fourth Doctor Tom Baker did to his companion Sarah Jane Smith, Elizabeth Sladen, left her in Aberdeen, Scotland, when she lives in uh, South Croydon, England. Uh, Q's still sporting his TNG captain's uniform. Uh he'd reused the S9 uniform in Voyager. First mention of Rodo's bucket. Um that's his courses features a replica of the facility idol seen in Raider's Lost Ark. Uh I think that's everything else. I think you've kind of said my own the other that I had written down, so I'm not gonna oh, okay. repeat oh, Okay, them. sorry. <laughs> no, 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 they're obvious things, Jamie. I'm not 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 worried.
0: OK, um, what messages did you get? <clears throat>
1: you always have a choice. There's no need to resort to blackmail. How advance we get, we're still fallible to be tricked, fooled. You only live once. Things don't work out. Don't. Things don't quite look as they appear. Things don't work out quite how you'd imagine. Logic is king. Every decision we make has consequences. Don't give up the solution to every problem. And don't make people it never ends well. That's everything.
0: Right. Uh, I've got stay true to who you are. So if is an adventure and will not rejoice going back to Earth. Uh, don't judge a book by its cover. So Q is assumed responsible for the power the station as he always gets up and causes mischief. But in this case, he's actually not involved. Um, Next one. Yeah. Uh, Right. Uh, Next one is Dax. I'm actually putting this one up. Um, I've never cared for it. Fair enough. Uh, a group of kleist- kleist- Kleistrians.
1: Yep. And as ever, I got my facts wrong. That Dax called. Court- I knew that didn't sound right. Somewhere, as ever, this always happens every year. The Dax quarters trivia is actually for this episode.
0: Okay. Uh, a group of Kleistrians try to kidnap Dax, but Cisco luckily prevents their escape. Their leader claims to be carrying out the extradition of Dax and charged the treason and murder of his father 30 years before when Dax inhabited the host body Curzon. Yeah, I thought this was a really, really, really good one. Like one of the better ones of season one. So for me, it kind of just stood out. I thought, and I actually did find a good bit in this one um, with what I liked and stuff. So I, for me, I, I just thought I've, I've, I've got to put this up for myself. Um, did you want to start with what trivia you got, side?
1: Introduction of Rakton, Do Cleon Coffee into the series. Yep. Redress of the Temerian starship seen in Darmuk for the Klystron starship.
0: Mm. Oh, is it? It's the same one, is it?
1: Yep. Um, and then the Federation Star-based map painting seen throughout next gen is um, reused as Klystron 3. And obviously, finally, f- uh, what's her name? F- Fion- no, 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 Flanagan also plays junior entertainer in Inheritance. That's all i got.
0: Are you talking about the judge?
1: No, no, the oh. wife.
0: Oh, OK. Hmm. Yeah, the actress actually plays the judge. She also played, um, she was in Mrs Doubtfire. I think it was actually the same year she was in Mrs Doubtfire. She played, um, I think, um, oh, what's his name? Robin Williams' character. She played his liaison officer. Like um doing an inspection of his new place and that it's actually the same mattress I believe. I think um, she's
1: been in Star Trek but I didn't put it down. No. Um I'm pretty certain she's in um Survivors. Oh no, is that some... She is in next she is in Star Trek another time do I know for a fact but I just
0: couldn't be bothered to note it down. No, fair enough. Um Yeah, uh so what is it for you, say si? you said you were you just wasn't bothered by this one. Anything in particular?
1: No, or... but it's the usual thing of, oh, they've done this thing, and you're going to go, no, they haven't. And it's, you know, like, oh, oh, well, I know what's really gone on, and it kind of takes the whole episode to find out, and it's a bit like, oh, okay, well, that could have been... I know she promised not to say, well, he say promised anything. not to say, but yeah. you need to just sit there and go, well, hang on a minute, and, like, if it will solve this, like, but again, then you don't have a plot. But I, don't, I don't yeah. know. I just, I've just never cared for
0: it. Um, well, for me, I thought what I said, intriguing start with Dat's being kidnapped. I, 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 I like this. I liked how Julian's flirting with Jadzia actually alerts the DS9 nine crew to has happened, ultimately saving her. So the fact that he flirted with her actually helps. Um, he does that a lot in season one, does he? he? Really does flirt with Jadzia a lot. I just realised that. Uh, great sequence of the crew rescued that from being kidnapped. I like how C- Cisco and Kira talked to uh, I note his name down. uh Long-tando? I Don't know what I've there. I'm just going to say the guy in opposition to, to to Dax about why he kidnapped her and how how he knew the that because the Cardassians gave it to him and his people don't have an extradition treaty with Bajor. Um, interesting debate on whether Trill's are responsible specifically. Uh, responsible for the acts of past hosts are Jadzia and Curzon the same person or not because Jadzia obviously retains memories from previous hosts and can be influenced by them but I like the fact the episode doesn't definitively answer the question as it's complex but I think it's explored really well and I think that that contradiction kind of comes through with you know Sisko obviously is arguing throughout that Jadzia and Curzon are completely different people which obviously kind of has to because well that's, you know, otherwise he'll lose and Jadzia will have to be extradited. But he still refers to Jadzia as old man, like his internment, his endearment for Curzon. Um, I think it gives that some great character development. Find out more about Curzon. The fact that Jadzia honoured the general who was a traitor and his wife after all these years um, is commendable, uh, especially with Kurzon obviously having an affair with the wife. Um, I like the courtroom, uh, courtroom crime angle explored in the episode about Trills and Symbionts as we find out more about them. Like, 93 hours after the host and Symbiont are joined, one can't survive without the other. Um, and I quite like the final scene with Jadzia and Aneera uh, Tondra. Ta- uh, I thought that was quite a touching final scene. Uh, and I didn't dislike anything. It all worked for me. Um, the messages I got were crimes like treason and murder should be punished by those that, that commit them. Honouring a friend's memory can mean everything, even if they committed the treason. So Jadzia and Inara um, lied about the general to protect him and their people to keep peace as the general was revered. Uh, as I said, uh, Trill's are hosts and see it's responsible for the actions and crimes as previous hosts. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, you kind of every action has consequences kind of thing. So that's about it. What did you get?
1: I kind of follow too. So take responsibilities responsibilities for reactions. Don't jump to conclusions. Find out all the facts first. Truth will come out eventually. Everyone makes mistakes. Every decision we make has consequences. Get what's a powerful thing and don't live life by a lie. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, for me, that one said that was definitely what I'd wanted to put up. Uh, next one. Yeah. Uh, the passenger.
1: Is that me? Oh, yeah. A runabout is sent to the aid of a crippled cab- cabal prison ship uh, containing co- a notorious what?
0: A kobliad.
1: That word. Containing a notorious criminal known as
0: how? Well,
1: although he's dead, Dax discovers that he was capable of transferring his consciousness into the mind of any other being without the consent. Yeah, which you can spot a mile
0: off. Yeah, it's um uh, an interesting one. Uh, I didn't mind watching it. I didn't mind it. Um, I think you said to me years ago, as the whole, you said to me years and years back, it's kind of like the invasion of the body snatchers idea, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, we both said it weeks ago. Like you can yeah. spot instantly that it's Bashir. Like he's the only one he, who has contact with him, so it's a bit like, well, who's who's it? Who's it going to be?
0: Yeah, I think actually one thing I do want to address with Bashir in season one is um. Because obviously, this is his kind of first main episode. Was you, what was it you said about Bashir in season one? You found him kind of. I annoyed? was
1: going to bring him up. I was going to oh. say irritating. I was going to bring that up in like Storyteller or something.
0: Should we leave it till then? No, it's like now, Jeremy. Yeah. So you said you found him kind of irritating throughout season one, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I was going to bring it up in uh, yeah. Forsaken. That's where I was going to bring it ah. up. Ah. Ah. Um,. Yeah, and you you said to me you didn't mind, but no, I, I just mean, on my nerves. He's like he doesn't add anything for the first half of the season.
0: I, I I do agree that they the writing for him they struggle to find anything for him. I do agree with that. In terms of annoying, I I I I didn't find that personally. I mean I can understand why you would. I definitely do understand that. I think for me what they're kind of going for. Which is kind of young brash officer He's kind of a bit overconfident, but maybe kind of arrogant a little bit. And he's like really seeking adventure. And he kind of I think he's quite I think he's quite excited about the assignment, but also nervous. So he's very, as you say, he's very overconfident. He gets very nervous when speaking to like Chief O'Brien later on. He's like he kind of rambles on a bit. He kind of reminds me of me sometimes actually in that regard. Um so I personally didn't mind it I actually quite like that side of him uh, And I think it does show He does kind of, as you say, he does later on He does kind of calm down a bit and mature And But I think that's really good character growth Because in a way I think you kind of see he's kind of like a bit like a like Harry Kim, isn't he? A little bit Didn't you kind of make that comparison? Uh, probably I
1: can't quite remember but Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know I just I think he annoys everyone instantly gets there when he annoys Kira. Yeah, he I annoys Kira. He he's on the back foot when he does that because it's a bit like, and I think the audience would have been on Kira's side.
0: Oh, I agree absolutely. I I do agree, but I think, but yeah, I I do I do I do um understand that you know he does he's not particularly well written in terms of it. He doesn't really get much to do in season one, as you said. They they struggle to find out where to really place him. So I do definitely agree with you on that. Um, What did you think overall, The Passenger? Not bothered by the episode?
1: No, I've got five notes, Jamie. Have they? Selfie Arrogance on the show again. Lieutenant Perrin, whatever his name is. Because they do the same with... um Oh, what's his name? Guy later on. Eddington. Yeah. Uh, Starfleet security interfering with Odo for the first time. You could see a change in Bashir's uh, personality move through the episode in the officers' meeting in Ops. Uh, multiple personality disorder. Incredible CGI model of the human brain for 1993. And a rare occasion where we see the bridge of a Federation freighter and uniform. They hardly ever appear. They really do never appear.
0: Really? Oh. Um. Is that it? Yep. <laughs> so what I liked was I like how Doctor Bashir is um, full of himself talking about a medical procedure, and Kira replies with sarcasm. It's a privilege to be in your presence. <laughs> um. I like how the title refers to not just the, not just the Kobliad prisoner of Antica, being in cust being in the custody of Kobliad Kobliad security officer Tycho Taika like Jada, but the takeover of Bashir's body by Vantica. Someone says it's you, see, you know it based on the body snatcher's idea. Uh, like a conflict between Odo and Starfleet security officer, George Prim, over the uh, shipment. A uh, good twist of Bashir being the one's consciousness that Vantica's hijacked, although, as you say, it's kind of obvious. This is a bit of... Some, hang on. Ugh. This is a bit was a bit of conflict about. His, his performance... Um Alexander Sidic's performance, or so as, as he as he was named back then, Siddick el Um as Bashir, when he's Vantica, I thought it's not really it's not really convincing. But like, when he actually comes out as Vantica, his performance is not particularly convincing. I think he kind of over-exaggerates it. But at the same time, it kind of made me laugh. So I think I put it as a kind of it's so bad, it's good kind of bit. Um, and I like the solution of how Vanta transferred transfer his consciousness. I think it was him using a microscopic thing under his skin and transferring his consciousness through touch. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, what messages did you get? Don't
1: jump to conclusions. Find out the all facts first. How advanced we get, we're still vulnerable to be tricked, forward. If there's something wrong, take action. Also have a backup plan. Plan ahead foresee future problems. Sometimes simplest things are the most impo- effective. Don't m- pay people, it never ends well.
0: Uh, I got, it's good to want things, especially those things you can't have. So I references Quark's question on Jadzia. Uh, Notion of prolonging life, Vantica is a scientist and came to DS9 to get the shipment of Geridium that co- the cobwebs need to prolong their lifespan. Never take something at face face value. So a DS9 crew assume Vantica's dead by a simple scan, but, uh, the Coby officer, she tells them otherwise and wants them to double check. I thought, uh, she was, I thought her actress, I thought was really good. And I like how really, really thorough she was. Like kind of like, she's been chasing the guy for over 20 years. So I like how kind of like really cautious she was about the whole thing. So yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, next one. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, next episode. um, Move along home! Um, When Quark cheats a group of Gamma Quadrant aliens at Dubbo, he is challenged to one of their games. At the same time, Cisco, Dats, Kira and Bashir vanish from the station and find themselves trapped in a surreal maze occupied by images of the alien leader Fallow and others. Um, Yeah, what, what I'd call a silly fun episode. Um... I think the placement of it is actually quite good. I think you kind of needed a bit of a lighter episode. Um, but it's not it, it's not one you, you take serious. It was what I'd call a guilty pleasure. It's what I'd call a guilty pleasure kind of episode. So I've always quite enjoyed it for what it is personally. It was nominated for an Emmy Award, Jamie. It was. It, it was. Yep. Really? What, what
1: outstanding uh... individual achievement in hairstyling for a series.
0: There you go. I'll, t- I'll take it that's referring to uh, the um, the Wadi. Wadi. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh. But they have Starship models in the 24th century. Eagermoss, uh replicator files. Uh, Star Trek does Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, always go to bed with a tricorder. <laughs> like the one seen in where no one has gone before. Uh, introduction of the Wadi Starship, later reused in later seasons. And actually, I'd like to have seen Eagle Must produce a Wadi Starship over some of the other ones we did get.
0: So, uh, did you did you like this one? Did
1: you not mind it? Uh, again, that's another it's another one like a 2. I don't think it deserves the hate it gets. It's 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 fun. It's it's I, again. I actually don't don't think it's the worst. No,
0: no. No, I said I quite enjoyed myself. I said I I always I always have done. So I said for me, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. So, um, right, so let me just get my notes. Uh, so what I liked about this one was, um, so I like how the Wild is the first delegation for the Gamma Quadrant, like playing games. Uh, I, I put a silly but fun and entertaining episode with DS9 taking part in the wildy game. Uh, True light, especially the singing scene. scene, Anna Moraine, count to (laughs) four. That bit is just classic. Um, Nice to see George Priming of Starfleet Security in this one as well. It's quite interesting that O'Brien hasn't been in the last three episodes. Uh, Good placement, I said already about the light episode after the more serious ones like Dax and the passenger. I I really like the begging scene with Quark on his knees that wanted to sacrifice one of the crew. I, like, I really like the surprise look between Odo and and uh, They give each other as, as Quark's begging. Uh, and that's it. Uh, the messages I've got. First contact has to be handled delicately. Don't let sentiment get in the way of command decisions, as Dax says to Sisko when she's injured and says he and Kira should leave her behind. Cheating, as Quark does when he makes the double table, can have consequences, like making the DS9 crew take part in the Wadi game. Luckily, they were never truly in danger. Risk and high reward go hand in hand. It's knowing when to take that risk. Quark having to decide whether to make the players take the short path or not. That's, that's it. That's all i got.
1: You always have a choice. Life is there to challenge us mentally and physically. Teamwork is an important part of life. Tell the truth. Help can come from the most unlucky places. So Quark and Odo. Life is a gamble. There's good in everyone. So Quark. Don't make paper when everyone's well. Every decision we make. Has consequences, and guilt was a powerful thing.
0: Fair enough. So yeah, I, f- I think that's it for that one, isn't it? Yeah. That was that was uh, really quick. <laughs> so we're now on to the last episode of uh, part one.
1: Nagus Quark receives a surprise when Grand Nagus Zek arrives on the station. To everyone's surprise, Zek announces his retirement and declares that Quark will succeed him. Soon quotes that something you're jealous enough to try gaining position snakes <coughs> by killing him. I'm actually surprisingly gonna put this on forward.
0: Fair enough. Um I didn't mind, it was okay, but it didn't really massively stand out to me. But
1: it's, I've it's a... I've learnt when you
0: do <coughs> these first few seasons you can't be picky. No. But I think I think it's um said it's the first Reggae episode and this is Obviously, I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll quickly say it again. Um, obviously, you know, I used to hate the Ferengi in next gen. And I think DS9, DS9 was just so actually maybe changed my mind on the Ferengi, particularly Quark. say so Quark, Rom and Nog. So the Ferengi definitely are developed and written much, much better than they were in TNG. But having said that, I think TNG did lay a little bit of the groundwork in that. Because, well, they create the technically in the first place and you did get you did get like a a, a couple of brief glimpses of actually the not all the same I think suspicions being the key example um so um yeah um so you put this episode up anything any reason in particular is it kind of like the impact it has on the future and that yeah
1: and the whole fact we go through this whole thing again in season seven
0: yeah um what did you get for uh, trivia and stuff?
1: Introduction for Grand Nagus sec, uh Warless Sean. First time um, Croc thinks he's he's becoming Grand Nagus. On, first mention of the Gratitude Festival and the first and the fire caves or caverns. Uh, I think Rom's makeup changes. Oh yeah. Uh Sweet Moment Jake teaching Nog to Read. Yeah. Mm. This one I don't think many people will pick up on. Quark holds a Corvus Gilvus in his office, uh, last scene in, in uh, the episode New Ground.
0: Yeah, what's Two that, the were, Corvus,
1: sorry, sorry, the Corvus, what? Corvus Gilvus. It's
0: a creature from New Ground. Oh, is that the one that uh, uh, Alexander interacts with in the Arboretum? Yeah, the hand puppet. Oh, right, okay, yeah, okay. No, that's quite cool, okay.
1: Two working titles for the episode were Friends and Foes, and friend like friend like me uh and mon is seen laughing in this episode but he never opens his mouth again throughout the series
0: oh i didn't check up on that bit okay um yeah actually what you were saying about you mentioned about the fire caves because obviously we get the whole pile race later on i think it would have been good if they'd been referencing this episode just as a brief glancing mention they are the pile race
1: Oh, no, the ca- the caverns are, but no, but yeah. I, again, I, at that point in time, I don't think the Pyroes uh, were even conceived at that
0: point. No, they weren't. Um, So, yeah, what I liked about the episode, uh, nice to have the first rig episode focusing on Quark and Rom and, obviously, Nog as well. Um, Some good character development for the Ferengi, like meeting and finding out about the leader of Ferengi society, Nagus, who loves he loves his tube grubs. Um... <sighs> Interesting how Greg Zek makes Quark his assessor as a test, which Cracks fails, that his that's his son, Zek fakes his own death. I like to
1: see his son yeah. again.
0: No, you don't. Um, which again would have been nice, but you know. I like the subplot with Jake and Nog at the school with their argument and him teaching Nog how to read, as you say, it's a really sweet moment. It's good to see how their friendship grows. Um, I like how Roman Cracks, or his son, team up trying to take out at Quark, especially when Roman tracks Quark in the airlock. Um, I think I think that's really cool because there's more, there's more to Rob than meets the eye, and actually I think it shows how clever he really is. It's that kind of because I think he's the one that actually designed the the, the uh, Ferengi bomb, wasn't it?
1: No, I think they just bought it.
0: Okay. There's um, a bit
1: there's a bit of exposition from Roda. It's a bit like yeah, you can pick these up in the open market.
0: It did it just strike me though that uh, that Rob wasn't even uh, you know it's clear what he's done to Quark, and yet. The owner didn't even throw him in a cell, but, you know, okay. Um, uh, the messages I've got, um, never judge a book by its cover. So, Rom's he's incapable, but he fooled Quark. Being in power can be complex and full of responsibilities and fraught with danger, as Quark is targeted for assassination. Uh, the first rule of acquisition, once you have their money, you never give it back. The sixth rule, never allow family to stand in the way of opportunity. Rom tries to fulfil this by attempting to kill Quark so he can take over the bar. As Ron will as nog um as Quark won't give it to him despite being Grand Nagus. Um Children need to know their boundaries as says to Cisco when Jake is out late again and doesn't turn up for dinner like he was supposed to. Um and I think that's all I got.
1: There's no need to resort to violence or assassination. Treat people how you'd like to be treated. Never under- underestimate the capabilities of someone.
0: Yeah. Bower yeah.
1: crops absolutely. Yeah. No matter what you do, the Truth will always be found out and don't walk blindly into a trap.
0: You know, I think actually with DS9 season, well, I don't think there's going to be a, a corrupt admiral, is there? I don't think there is, actually, which is quite refreshing. Hmm. Uh, Sorry. I think
1: they come later.
0: Yeah, corrupt admiral, never tossed admiral. So is that it then? Yeah,
1: that's it for part one.
0: OK, uh, should we quickly recap what we've put up or not? Uh.
1: No, we'll do that for part two. Yeah,
0: Yeah. okay, so that's it, guys. That's the first ten episodes of our season one review of DS9. Um, And, yeah, we'll be back, back. We hope you enjoyed listening. We'll be back soon with part two. Bye.